I'm Ash Huggett, and you're listening to the Strong by Ash podcast, where we talk all things fitness, business, and lifestyle. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode, and thanks for joining me today. Um, I've had a lot of good feedback just recently at the last uh, podcast, and um, you know, it's been helping a lot of people, which is really cool to hear. Um, so if this has been helping you or you know, you've been enjoying these podcasts, then um, I'm, I'm really glad that it's, uh, you know, it is helping and uh, that's awesome. So if you are enjoying it, then I do appreciate, um, you know, if we, I guess we can try and spread, spread this. You know, I'm only kind of starting this out. This is nine or two, ten episodes in now. So, you know, if you are enjoying it, I do appreciate um, any shares or any um, positive feedback, um, any negative feedback, actually. I'll, uh, I'll take anything these days. Um, but uh, today, which is a good episode, actually, I was thinking it's um, 10 reasons why you aren't seeing results in the gym. Now, this is going to obviously be very contextual with um, everyone's different circumstances. But uh, I thought I'd try and rattle off 10 of the most common things as to why I see people um, not getting their results. You know, I do see, obviously I see a lot of people come in and out of the gym, you know, and I can see definitely where you know people are making results and where people aren't making results. Um, and I've you know, been seeing this for many, many years now. So, you know, it's it does become a little bit easier to understand as to why they're not um, achieving the results, especially after speaking to them and finding a little bit more about them and how they are training and what they are doing to kind of get towards their goal. Um, so, you know, I do hope that this uh, ben- this episode is going to be beneficial for you. So the top 10 things why you're not getting the results in the gym. Number one will definitely come down to no training structure. Now, I have also been a victim of this uh, right at the beginning where I used to go into a gym. I actually used to watch a lot of YouTube videos and I would do the workout of what I just watched on YouTube. Um, I and then every single day was very different and I would go and do that. That would be on Monday. Tuesday, I would try and find another video. Wednesday, I would find another video. And then, you know, even the following week, I'd go and find something else, something that looked appealing to me. Um, so I was never staying consistent with the training which then I wasn't being able to see the results that I was hoping to get. Now, we need to make sure that when we are training, we are sticking to a bit of a structured training program. What that means is we need to stay on the same thing for an extended period of time. So when we are looking at like programming, you know, you want to stay on a certain program, you know, four, five, six weeks at a time and look at trying to improve those workouts because that's kind of where the results are going to come from. We're not going to be able to, you know, shock the body and, and be able to get new results and, you know, it doesn't work like that. We need to try and get stronger. We need to try and get better at those movements. We need to look at improving the form. Uh, we need to look at like increasing the range of all these movements. And we can only do that if we're keeping our programs in a solid structure. Um, so I would definitely say is just stick to something and stick to it for a while. You know, there is, there is no perfect program because there are so many different variables in terms of a perfect program. But you just need to make sure that you're staying consistent at the program. Um, that would be number one: is just staying to a structure. You know, and like 
you know, you see different things like circuits or different classes and, I mean, they're, they're great for variety, but are they going to really achieve the results that you're after? I'd probably not because they're not something that you can actually stick to or progress on. So I would definitely look at getting a structure set up for yourself and then just following that. Uh, number two, going too hard too soon. Now, this is something that I'm sure that many of you have maybe have actually had happened to you or have seen. Um, I definitely get a lot of people coming into the gym um, with this, uh, I guess, I guess after that they've gone too hard too soon. Um, and I'll explain why. But basically, you know, it, it can be very common, especially at the start of the year when people are very keen to, to achieve their goals from a, a news resolution and um, they'll go out from doing no days of training, you know, not tracking or not dieting at all, not doing any cardio or anything into bang straight away week one they're doing five days of training they're doing five days of cardio they've dropped their calories almost <laughs> almost literally nothing um in order to just get some sort of results and yeah you know what you'll get results at the start but the thing is and now this is in terms of uh body fat losing body fat you will lose a bit of body fat because you're in an, uh, an energy deficit but the thing is the body gets used to everything so if you're going from you know, from doing absolutely nothing to then going 100 miles an hour and doing those five days a week of training, five days of cardio, you know, low calories as well, your body will soon adjust to what you're doing and it'll start to slow down. It needs, it wants to be in a comfortable state. And by you going a million miles an hour, you will get results at the beginning, but your body will start to creep up and it'll start to catch you up and it'll start to adapt to everything that you're one, how much calories you're consuming, also to how you are training as well. So in order for you to keep progressing and getting more results, you need to progress the training or another one is move more or diet harder. Now it's really hard to go from absolutely nothing into then five days of training, five days of cardio, literally no calories. How do you progress from that? Maybe you do a six days of training or you're doing six days of cardio or you're going lower calories, but then you get to seven. And then what happens once you're hitting seven days of training? You know, it's in a day, it's it's very hard to stay consistent at that. So don't go too hard too soon. And the way that I like to explain this to clients is that look at it where it's like stepping stones. You, you know, you're going from A to Z. You can get to A to Z really quickly, but you're not going to achieve the results that you're after after a while. So why not go and take on... You know, just do some stepping stones and go from A to B to C to D to E. So when things start to slow down, your body starts to adapt, that's when you make a little bit of a change or otherwise, or maybe you look at progressing something or, you know, you could be adding a little bit more cardio in or, um, you know, you might be wanting to move a little bit more and increasing your daily expenditure. So, you know, doing more steps in that day um, or even dropping your calories slightly, then you'll start to get more results and then the body will start to adapt again. And then once that happens, you can make another little adjustment and then keep progressing from there. But if you're going too hard too soon, you'll get results at the beginning, but you'll come to a screaming halt and you won't know what to do from there because it is already hard. The other thing on the other side is that if you go too hard too soon, it is really hard to stay consistent at that. And if we're not being consistent at it, we're not going to be getting the results. So, you know, you need to make sure that you're setting up, setting yourself up to do something sustainable. And if you're going too hard right from the very beginning, 
more likely it's going to be really hard to sustain. So, um, and look, to be honest, I, I see this a lot. You know, I we get people come in from, um, I guess, your group fitness circuit type of style gyms. Um, they'll come into into here, and they'll say to me, oh, "Look, I uh, I was going to this X Y and Z gym. I was getting results, and but now you know for the last year and a half, I'm not getting any results. So like I sit them down and I explain to them why they're not getting results. Like you're not your body's adapting to everything, and you know with these these really you know." Eight six six week eight week challenges, you know your your body expenditure your your energy expenditure is throughout the roof, and your calorie intake is also really down is really low. So that's where the results are coming from from the very beginning, but over time you, you can't sustain to that. So then your body your body will start to adapt, and for you to keep progressing, you need to make another change, and it's really hard to do that. So this is why you'll get the results at the beginning but then it's going to come to a screaming halt and it's really hard to keep progressing and you, you won't get to where you actually want to be. Number three is no consistency. Now, this is something that I, um, when setting up with a new client and all, the, all our coaches here at Squat Club as well do the same thing, is that we'll sit down our new clients and we're going to ask them, how many days would you like to train per week? And then they may say, I'd like to train four days, maybe five days a week. And you're like, okay, cool. Now, how many days can you actually 100% commit to? You know, and you want to be really honest with yourself. So then they will say, you know what? Thinking about my schedule, I might be able to do three days. I, I will definitely be able to do three days. So us as coaches, we are going to program for three days. We're not going to program for four or five days because it's going to start, you know, giving them some bad habits. Um, and we're also beginning to start set the, setting them up for failure too. So what we want to do is we want to keep just ticking off the boxes and creating good habits. So if we've been able to do something that we, we know we can actually achieve, then that's what we're going to set them up for at the beginning. Because kind of like I just mentioned before about those stepping stones, over time when you know that you're 100% nailing those three days, when you're ready to commit and you're like, you know what, I'm ready for another day. I'm ready for that fourth day of training. Then that's when we can implement that in because we know 100% you're going to be able to commit to that. But when we're you know, setting yourself up and we, you know, you might do five days, you set yourself up with a five day training program and then the following week comes up and you may only do two days and the following week you do three days and then the next, the next week you might go up to five. Then the following week you had a bit of a bad week and you went to and just did one day, you know, it's really inconsistent. And this is why you're not going to start to see the results anymore because your inconsistency is throughout the roof. So we need to make sure that we have a solid structure. We're not going too hard too soon. And we're also having a consistent basis. Number four is going too heavy. Now, I'm sure, especially in uh, in a lot of commercial gyms, you're going to see a lot of people going too hard, too heavy. You know, um, and a good example would be, I'm sure we've seen all of all those bros doing the bench press, and they might, you know, they might even do just like a a quarter of a rep. And just working more so like the triceps as opposed to like trying to you know, target the chest movement, um, you know, and, and that's a victim. They're a victim of you know of training with their ego, and they're 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 lifting too much. Um, it's it's definitely one that's gonna not help you with what it, what the movement is for. It's not gonna help progress your training. But then also like you're you're not 
what that movement is for, like, you know, there could be, for instance, there could be a shoulder side raise and that weight is too heavy and you're trying to do that and you're swinging like crazy, you're not going to be using those shoulders anymore and then the movement of what the exercise is for becomes ineffective. So look at trying to strip the weight back down and making sure that, you know, your form is on point and you're actually feeling the, the tension in the target muscle area for what that exercise is for. Don't go too hard. Don't go too heavy because you're just going to set yourself up for failure. I guess the other thing in, two, in terms of going too hard and too heavy is that, you, one, it's really hard to recover. So if we're trying to be consistent with, you know, it could be, for instance, the sets and the reps. We want to be doing three sets of 12. Um, and if we're going too heavy for the first set, it may knock us down again for the ongoing sets and it could then start to decrease our training volume. So um, another option as well, or I guess another reason why training too heavy can be an issue is that we could be hitting failure on that first set. And if we're hitting muscular failure on that first set, then it's going to be really hard to kind of back up the next ongoing sets to kind of reach those same amount of reps because we already hit that muscular fa failure and we're already on our bodies under like extreme fatigue. So again, it's it's hindering us to be able to keep progressing our training. So um, don't be a bro. Don't be, don't uh, don't go and chase the ego. Don't lift for the ego at all. Just make sure that you are one training effectively for the movement of what that exercise is for for those muscles, but then also making sure that you know you're you're training in an efficient way that the load is still going to be uh, challenging, but. Nothing where, you know, it's going to be too heavy when then your form is then compromised. Number five is your expectations are too high. Now, this one is also a very common one. Um, and uh, look, I deal with a lot of clients um, who are after uh, fat loss. And, you know, I'd be lying to say that if, if no one, you know, goes through the ups and downs because it, it's very true um, and they can become a victim of wanting the results too soon. And, you know, I guess we we see things, I guess, on social media, um, on TV. It's all around us where we, we, we're seeing the results, the transformations. We're seeing where they started to where they finished. We're not seeing all the work that's been happened and all the ups and downs that's gone on in that journey. And because we only see that from an outside view – that's what we expect to get as well because we're on that same journey. We're going to go, right, this is what I'm going to look like and this is exactly what I'm going to be looking like at the end and this is what I expect. But, you know, there's a lot of hard work, there's a lot of sacrifice, there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs. It could have been, you know, um, circumstances could have happened. You could have um, been sick, you know, or you could have something has come up and you went out for dinner or you had a social event and, you know, that could look at hindering your progress. Um, but then also like people expect to lose more than, than what the, the actual rate of loss is. You know, the people expect it to be really fast, but in the day it's, it is a slow process. It definitely is a slow process. And if anyone's going to say it is a quick process or it's really easy, they're absolutely bullshitting you and uh, don't listen to them because it's absolutely not true. You know, it is, it is a journey. There is hard work. There's a lot of ups and a lot of downs and, um, you know, it, it takes time to get the results. So please don't set yourself up for failure by expecting too much, especially too quickly as well. Okay, number six, they're not, int they're not implementing 
progressive overload. Now, progressive overload is going to be the recipe for you to keep progressing your training. You need progressive overload in your training. And if you're not doing it, please start implementing progressive overload into your training today. Um, and if you don't know what progressive overload is, then it's basically we're looking at our body. Okay, So we're trying to uh, increase the stimulus um, of the training onto our muscles. So we're trying to improve and, and increase that. So there are many ways for us to do this. Um, I know I mean many, many ways. You know, we could look at increasing our sets. Um, we could be look at increasing our reps. We could look at increasing the weight that we're lifting. Uh, we could look at increasing the range of motion. Um, we could be doing more work in a short time. So there are many different ways as you can start to see. Like I haven't touched the surface just yet of how many things you could do to implement progressive overload. There are so many things. You could even like decrease your rest period. You could add more work in that same time. You could do the same work in a short amount of time, you know, and you're starting to increase your capacity. There are so many ways. But, um, but something that I do stress is don't go, again, too hard, too fast with this. Um, you know, don't be going three sets of five to then four sets of five, five sets of five, six sets of five each week. Because, like, it ends up becoming a lot of volume, a lot of uh, a bigger increase in your volume, like, you know, you kind of want to make sure, like we said, we've mentioned before about those stepping stones. So just trying to slowly increase that volume over time. And if we're going, we're increasing that volume up too fast, it's going to be harder, harder for us to, again, sustain, but also to recover from. And then that's where we can get some injuries. Um, we can then start to, it can actually hinder on our mindset too, or we could then, to, then tend not to enjoy our training. So there are many reasons why you don't want to progress too fast um, or increase your training volume um, exponentially over the week. You know, we want to make just small increments and just keep improving over time. Now, this doesn't mean you have to keep progress, progressive overload on for every single week, but you do want to add progressive overload and be able to lift more um, in some way or another over time. And if, um, you know, if you still don't understand too much about this progressive overload, I strongly recommend you having a Google and having a look what progressive overload is and then slowly looking at implementing that in there. All right, number seven, people are under-calculating their food intake. Now, this goes for, I guess, their weight loss or their weight gain. You may get people where they're looking to increase their weight and, you know, I've heard it a lot of times where they'll say, you know, I've, I'm, I really want to increase, you know, I, I want to get bigger. I, I I want to increase the weight on the scale, but I can't, I just can't go up. Like it, it just, it doesn't happen. Like it doesn't increase, you know, but there is one reason why their weight isn't increasing. It's because they're not eating enough calories. Their body needs to be in a calorie surplus. And if we're not look, if we're not gaining the weight, we're not in a calorie surplus, simple as that. So look at adding more food into your system, you know, um, the same thing goes for fat loss. You might not start to see the results and you might think, well, I don't think it's working. You know, this, this way doesn't work for me. It's not that. It's actually that you're not, you're eating too much food. You need to make sure that you're eating in an energy deficit, a calorie deficit. We need to make sure that we're eating less food than our body is burning. So, and if we're, we're not getting the, the results and the progress, our measurements aren't going down, um, the weight 
overall on the, as a byproduct will also go down too. But if all this is not happening, we're eating too much calories. So then we need to make sure that we are eating less calories as we keep going for us to keep getting the results. Um, and look, it is also another uh, another thing. You know, when people think that they're you know they've actually been going really well, is that you know it's the whole Monday to Friday where they'll be dieting really well from Monday to Friday. Come the weekend, and that's where the calories look at increasing. You know, they might uh, have a few things that you know they weren't tracking, or, or they've just forgotten to track. You know, and those things add up. Like you can start to add up, and then it can start to go up in towards your maintenance calories. You know, um, you get, you could have a couple of drinks. You know, their calories as well. That slowly adds up. Uh, so there's so many things. You know, I've there's also people where you know they'll say. It's, They'll say, oh, look, I'm tracking. Monday to Friday, I'm tracking. I'm going really well. Saturdays and Sundays, I, I don't want to track. i just rather not. And like, look, you know what? That's, that's cool. That's totally fine. But if you are after the certain results in terms of fat loss, then you need to. You, you can't switch off on a Saturday and Sunday. If you switch off on that Saturday and Sunday, your calories can increase, which then is putting up you know, your weekly average. And you could have been well on track on Monday to Friday, but then come Saturday and Sunday when you switched off, you're, you could be increasing the calories and you've blown out your hard work of week. Like it could be at the door already just because of your Saturday and Sunday. You could have – and the thing is with like people's food choices, you don't understand like how many calories that could actually be in that food, you know. And if you haven't tracked your food before, I, look, I actually, you know, set the challenge for you to track your food for a day and just see the, the amount of calories that you are actually consuming – um, that many times have I got people to, from the very beginning, I'll get them to track for two weeks and they'll be surprised at actually how much food they actually, they are intaking. But then also they are very surprised once I get them tracking their steps, they'll be very surprised at how many, how much movement that they actually don't do. Like they sit down a lot of, a lot of time. So if they're sitting down a lot of time and they're actually eating a lot of food, well then there's, there's your answer. That's kind of why you're getting the results that you are. So, um, you know, Make sure that you are calculating the food uh, correctly. All right, number eight. The reason why that you're not getting the results in the gym is that you're not having enough carbohydrates. Ooh, carbohydrates. Uh, they are uh, the devil, apparently. So, look, if you've all been to the gym before, and I'm not saying the first thing in the morning, but more so like later on in the day, and you haven't eaten that much food I actually asked the question is how, how, how is your training performance? Because most of the time, if you don't have the carbohydrates in you and the energy and the glycogen, it's really hard for you to give some sort of good performance when training and increase your training intensity. So um, a big thing is to making sure that you're fueling yourself <clears throat> before your training sessions, um, you know, keeping your carbs up. I would also look at recommending keeping your fats down low before training as well. Because fats can generally make you feel a little bit more sluggish. You know, we want to make sure that we're maximizing that the, the energy storage. So um, getting the, the carbs up before training. So what's the difference between uh, training, I guess, with no food in your system or no pre-workout food? As opposed to having some sort of meal that's got carbohydrates in there, you can have a little bit of protein in there as well. Um, maybe even look at a little bit of caffeine too. And you just watch the difference in those two workouts alone and you'll see a massive difference. So um, you know, making sure that you're eating sufficient amount of carbohydrates before training. 
Uh, look, it could be even like you could be coming to the gym at nighttime, like, and you're on your way home from work. Then just pack a couple of snacks, something that's quick, quick and easy for you to eat. <clears throat> maybe it is a banana. Um, maybe it is like a little bit of an energy drink. Uh, or maybe there's some sort of bar or a protein bar or something like that. Um, <clears throat> bit of chocolate. Um, look, there's so many different things that you can eat. Like, just make sure that you get some sort of carbohydrates into you that will fuel you for your workout. And if you're eating before your workout, you're going to increase your training performance. And if you're increasing your training performance, then you're going to help progress your training. So you kind of see where I'm going with this. So it all stems down back into are you actually eating for your training performance? All right, number nine. People are training with a lower training frequency or a higher training frequency. Now, in terms of this, this is what I'm um, kind of speaking towards, I guess, volume, <coughs> training volume, um, and how many kind of like sets that they're doing for each session. Now, gone are the days where you have your typical bro split, where it is like, I'll be doing back once a week. I'll do legs once a week, and I might do some shoulders as well once a week, and I'll kind of split all those body parts up over four or five days, but only hit them once a week. It's not enough volume. We're not we're not hitting that body hard enough, okay? So um, whereas then you've got someone that might be trying to hit everything all in one and doing that excessively throughout the week as well and doing too much. So, you know, like in terms of hypertrophy, we need to make sure that we're doing, you know, roughly six to eight hardworking sets for the body part that you're working on. And we want to look at trying to increase the frequency of that. So I would generally advise you to do something that you're doing, you're hitting that body part maybe two to three times a week. Um, and then, you know, it could even be like five to eight sets per week, uh, sorry, per session for that body part. But generally what tends to happen is it's kind of like a bell curve where if you're not doing enough, it's not going to be effective. And then as you start to come up to the top end of how many sets for the week, it becomes very effective. And then if you're doing too much, it'll start to bell curve back down. Now, everyone's volume is going to be different and everyone is. So please don't expect you're going to get the same results or, you know, you need the exact same amount of sets as someone else. Everyone is very different. So um, that's something that you guys would need to assess yourselves. Um, but, you know, basically you want to have about 16 to 24, 25 uh, working sets for body parts for each week. So you know, take that with what you will, find that range and then spread that out throughout the week. All right, number 10, the last one, why you're not getting the results that in the gym is that your training environment is not helping you. So it uh, can be a very common one here. Um, you know, the, the training environment, look, if that training environment where you are, it's not picking you up, it's going to be really hard for you to kind of get a good performance of your training. Now, look, this is not for everyone, again, because I know that there are certain people that can easily, and you might be listening, you might be able to easily train with no music on and, and um, you, know, you don't need the environment, which is fine. But I think that a lot of uh, general pop people need that training environment. They need a supportive atmosphere to be able to help push them, um, be able to lift um, you know, more weight and be able to encourage those people. I know that, like, you know, I, I train with... Uh, a good bunch of boys and I was speaking to one of the boys uh, today, Marty, and he said it was so good last night to be able to train back together again and, and do these big lifts that we've been doing together because if he had trained by himself, 
or even some of the other boys, if they trained by themselves, they wouldn't have lifted what they actually lifted. But because of their environment that they're in, then they are pushing themselves even more. So that's where you're going to start to get even better and better results. So if you're going to a gym where, you know, it's not going to help you into it in terms of your goal, if you're going into a place where, you know, it could be really quiet, um, you know, it could be intimidating for you. So you're not wanting to, you know, use certain exercises. Um, you know, there's so many different factors, um, you know, which can be very uh, individual for you and, um, you know, but I would definitely look at a place that's going to support you and your goals. You know, like squat club is is a great place and a great example where people come in you know, because of the atmosphere, the environment, and because people are here to train uh, as well as being like encouraging people and supporting people and pushing each other. People want to keep coming back in there. And if they're coming back in, they're going to get even more results because they're also becoming even consistent. So, you know, look at your environment and just see if it lines up with your goals and if it, is it really going to motivate you to go into the gym like if it's not motivating you to go into the gym in the environment because it could be dull it could be a bit boring could be flat it doesn't push you it doesn't help with your motivating you then you know maybe look at addressing that and looking for a new surroundings you know so um it's definitely a common one that i get coming in like for people coming into squat club is that you know they've been somewhere else and you know, they were over the the environment that they were at, you know. So um, I'll definitely look at that and making sure you, you know, the place is, it's got, it's got great, edu- like great education there, good coaches, people are doing things and, and wanting to help you as well, you know, because at the end of the day, your goals are important and you need to make sure that you're training in an environment that's going to help support your goals. So they're the 10 things as to why you're not getting the results. Now, look, I hope you guys are, uh, a lot out of that and i hope that some of these um actually really helped you so if and if they did i would really appreciate you uh share this on your instagram stories i love to i love seeing when people watch these episodes like it it gets me inside you know because all i see is a little number of how many people watch this but i don't know who um and i love hearing the good feedback too because in the days I, I i do this because i want to help i love helping and if i'm helping people that that's making me happy and it's exactly why I did these podcasts is just to keep helping people. So, you know, like if I, I do, I do appreciate it. If, you know, if you are listening, then to share out, share it out um, to other people. And um, I hope you are enjoying these episodes. There's more to come. I've got a couple more guests on too. And uh, if you have any other feedback or, you know, if you've got things that you want me to discuss, then just shoot out. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening today. And I'll speak to you guys in next episode. Okay. Bye.